Hello and welcome to our podcast channel, What Matters? Conversations Exploring Psychosynthesis in the World. This is Susan Jukes-Allen, founder of Synthesis Center San Francisco. Join us, along with our hosts, Craig B. Henna and Christina Gustafson, in conversation with psychosynthesis practitioners in the fields of coaching, health and healing, business, spirituality, education, and the arts. Conversations to inform, inspire, and ignite your call of self. Meet your hosts, Craig Behenna and Christina Gustafson, in our first episode as they share a bit about psychosynthesis and their own psychosynthesis journeys in this introduction to Season 1 of What Matters Conversations. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode. I'm Craig Behenna. And I'm Christina Gustafson. And we are your hosts for this series of interviews, both podcast and sometimes videocast. We'll keep you updated on that, on psychosynthesis in the world. So we should probably start by saying what we're actually going to be covering. That's um, a good idea. That's a good idea. Yes. In this series, we're going to be interviewing people who are psychosynthesis practitioners. They might also be working in other areas, but the common thread that they're all doing is that they're bringing the principles of the method of psychosynthesis into their work in the wider world. Exactly. So in the next few episodes, we're going to be talking to people who use psychosynthesis principles in everything from volleyball coaching, which is really interesting, to social action, to helping people out of uh, cult situations and uh, a number of different things in between. We'll be talking to people who are uh, based in both the US and Europe all over the world. And uh, we hope we're going to be able to show you not just a bit of an insight into the principles of psychosynthesis, for those of you who might not know exactly what the form is and what it involves, but also uh, how many different ways you can use it in all sorts of different work in different modes around the world. Exactly. So how psychosynthesis principles can be beneficial uh, on the personal level in families and friendships and relationships and beyond into our working world and into the decisions we make about the directions our communities and our nations are taking. We are facing at this time an incredibly challenging experience of being human on earth. And we are also being called and given an opportunity to really look at who we are and who we wish to become and to find ways that work to do that. And so our hope is that through interviewing people that are utilizing these principles, we're going to be able to discover, uncover and share new tools, new ideas and new pathways for us all to become better in our lives and to become better human beings together. Yeah, great. I love that who we are and who we wish to become. 
that's a that's a really important thing in the context of psychosynthesis and transpersonal coaching generally and we should probably also say just to put a time code on this that we're recording this at the end of 2020 and we are damn <laughs> what a year and, it's been <laughs> and full disclosure we actually did record another version of this and that was only a few weeks ago and then we thought no everything's changed too much we actually have to start again yeah, yeah, yeah. That was before the election. <laughs> that was before the American election. In the United and... States. <laughs> Damn. But it makes it, it makes it even more important, everything you're saying, Christina, about how do we work with everything that's coming at us and what is our basis for working with everything that's coming at us so that we can not just deal with it but also use the um, healthy principles and a healthy core of what our purpose is exactly uh, what we're what we're trying to bring into the world yeah and purpose um, is really an important cornerstone of psychosynthesis work in that once we really tap into our purpose we we light up and we become energized and have a greater capacity to achieve that which well, that we wish to achieve in our lives. So maybe we should tell people a little bit about what psychosynthesis is because we know, but it might be good to share with the rest of the world. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, psychosynthesis is a, a method of coaching and a method of therapy that has its origins with an Italian psychoanalyst, Roberto Assagioli, who was a contemporary of Jung and Abraham Maslow. Um, people who are familiar with therapy and psychology studies will have heard those names before. Um, now, Isajoli is an interesting character as a psychoanalyst because he, this is actually something that's also really important, I think, for, for the way that we're going to be conducting these interviews, because one of Isajoli's significant differences with a number of the professional therapy uh, schools and systems of belief at that time was that he wanted to take away the idea of pathology from therapy. This is something that was really super important for me when I started doing this kind of transpersonal and psychosynthesis work. Me too. He believed that the idea, and this was my this was my experience practicing as a psychotherapist briefly as well, that the idea of focusing on the psychopathology was okay up to a point, but was not in any way enough to help people to discover and grow a wider experience of who they were. Right. And this became the basis of um, his work of psychosynthesis, which as the name implies is a synthesis of different elements and different capacities of our personality and the person that we're capable of being. Yes. That's like a good place to start. I think that's a great place to start. Good work. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and just for clarity's sake, uh, Asagioli was practicing for the better part of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And he even wrote his uh, PhD dissertation about psychoanalysis and the limits thereof, which I think garnered quite a bit of attention from, from people like Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Whose school of thought he was uh, improving upon. Yes, improving upon. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. (laughs) Dear Sigmund, 
Um, some thoughts. Yes, some thoughts. There's just a few things that we might want to consider. <laughs> and it's so true. We we just we can't keep looking at our childhoods and only our childhoods as the penultimate answer to to who we are and who we wish to become. I mean, in order to consider where we're at now and where we'd like to go, we have to think in a more expansive way. Hmm. And I think psychosynthesis as a model of the psyche really gives us the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I said this to you just before we rolled, and I say this to a lot of people, one of the most interesting parts about psychosynthesis as a transpersonal form, my partner, really latched onto that word, the transpersonal, because she said, oh, so the self isn't fixed. And that's something that I think at this moment is really helpful for us to say, not that the self isn't in some ways structured through conditioning of family and conditioning of culture and through beliefs and through um, a number of different ways in which we start to believe and bolt together a sense of who we are and what our personality is and the personality structure and how that works and sometimes doesn't work. Not that that doesn't exist and not that it's not important, but that it's not the limit or the sum total of who we are by any stretch. Um, I really like the idea of what I said, Jolie talks about, about the middle unconscious. I'd never heard of the middle unconscious before, but there's a very, there's a really easy way of demonstrating what the middle unconscious is. Um, in that until I finished this sentence, probably no one listening to this was thinking of an elephant. But we know how to think of an elephant. We just don't need that. So we just let it aside and it sits in the back of our minds, which is kind of what Asa Jolie is talking about with the middle unconscious, the things that are just beyond our awareness. And then just further beyond our awareness in all directions are different knowledges, different understandings different capacities and different potentialities. Which is, so it's not to say that as soon as we do a bit of work, we're suddenly going to turn into a genius pianist, although who knows, but it's more about discovering the, uh, what psychosynthesis would refer to as those nigglings, those first uh, intuitions, the first directions of what we call the call of self. Right. What is it that we're actually looking to do? What are we actually wanting to become what are we looking to bring into the world sometimes that's done through therapeutic work and sometimes it's done through coaching work which is what christina and i practice um and the main idea is once we've discovered that call of self is how we can bring that together through well actually through what we're talking we're going to be talking to people about in this podcast actually which is the act of will um, now the will is a funny word, isn't it, in this culture? Because I, you know, I grew up with this. I don't know what you, I don't know about you, but I grew up with this kind of idea of the strong will. I mean, it's all kind of very gung ho and all very kind of. I need more muscles and kind of, you know, right, marching through brick walls kind of will. But it was really interesting. Carrying the boulder up the mountain. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the really interesting thing about psychosynthesis and. Uh, their approach to the will is how many different aspects to the will there are. Yes, there's the strong will and sometimes you need to charge forward, but there's also the good will and the kind will and the skillful will. Exactly. So that when we 
deploy one or more of these ways of being, we start to find ways of trying to bring things into the world. And then we get feedback. And if the strong will land us in a brick wall, then maybe we need to use the skillful will to turn around and go through the door. Right. That was a really fascinating way for me to, to learn about the differences between because I had a very kind of mono-focused set on what the will was. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of bring all of those things together as we start to talk about how people are, are using psychosynthesis and how actually sometimes they've just found their way into what they're doing in their path as a part of this opening out and working out who exactly they are and who they want to become. Right, of course. And serendipity plays a huge part in it as we begin mm -hmm. to open up to ourselves and open up to our call of self. And we get clarity around where that call is coming from. You know, Craig, you mentioned the conditioning that we experience as children, you know, from our, our parents, our families, our communities, our culture, our religion, um, and then start to look at call of self and be able to discern where, where is that coming from? I mean, is this a should? Is this what my dad used to love to tell me? You need to become a doctor, dentist, or lawyer. Those, those right. are the things you should do. And doctor, dentist, lawyer were never appealing to me. You know, more power to the people who, who were called in that direction. But for me, that wasn't my call. So what is my call? Once I get past the doctor, dentist, lawyer line, what is it? And where is it coming from? And I think the same thing is true of will. And I think that's another really valuable piece of psychosynthesis is this recognition of a higher self, if you will, that is, you know, a center for um, awareness and will, but has no content. Right. Right. Exactly. The contentless center of awareness and will. And mm. from that place, that, that kind of quiet knowing inside of us, that's what we want to be listening for and listening where we want to be listening from and also in in making choices and decisions be able to have the discernment of you know is this coming from an old story from my childhood is this coming from somebody else's story that's not even mine or is this really truly coming from from me from my soul's calling because that's when we really light up once we, I feel yeah. when we hit, hit on those pieces of us that start to bubble up as, yeah. as we kind of clear, clear the conditioning away and, and come to a pure, more authentic version of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, imagine a world full of people who have done the work, you know, yeah. done this work <laughs> mm. and have really tapped into true calling I mean, then, then anything is possible, anything wonderful, amazing, visionary, expansive, beyond what we can even imagine. That's, that's the realm where these things become possible. And that's why this show is so exciting to me, doing right. this work with you and to share this with our listeners. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm curious, Craig, and I'm sure our mm -hmm. listeners are wondering, how did you find psychosynthesis? I, how did I find psychosynthesis? It tends to be kind of a long story, the answer to this question, doesn't it? But I, I, um, 
I had been, I think I mentioned before, I had been a psychotherapist and I didn't really like that. Well, maybe there are, there are other therapeutic models that work better than the one I was trained in. I think I felt a little like the, the relationship was unbalanced. I didn't feel like I could have a proper conversation with people because I was, it was a bit caught up in the idea of a pathology model. And also I just felt like the way it was structured, I was kind of holding, holding back and I stepped away from it. Long story as short as I can, I discovered I finally was able after many years of um, being too much of a perfectionist to actually meditate. I went to Plum Village in France, which is the meditation community where Thich Nhat Hanh lives. And um, I was a bit burned out. We just finished a film project and I burned out. And, you know, many people respond to burning out by going to Plum Village, I discovered. So I went there and that was actually my first experience of actually being able to meditate because there was such a focus on presence and also Thich Nhat Hanh and the monastics are amazing teachers so that was the beginning of that and that really opened up to kind of a different version of I, I see a lot of overlapping circles in different in different modalities the mm-hmm. transpersonal and with psychosynthesis Thich Nhat Hanh talks a lot about how interdependent we are and how the idea of being attached to a sense of self is actually making is making life really difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down the, the Zen rabbit hole quite deeply after that, still there. I started working with a psychosynthesis therapist here in Australia. And she said, ah, oh, if you're going to America, I was doing a lot of up and back as a filmmaker to America mm-hmm. at the time. Again, we're in the midst of COVID time now, so that's not happening at the moment. But at the time I was going up and back a lot. And she said, oh, if you're going to... San Francisco, you should meet um, somebody who I met at a conference called Susan. She's a psychosynthesis therapist. That turned out to be Susan Allen, who is the key trainer of psychosynthesis in the Synthesis Center, San Francisco, through which this podcast is based. So I was going to see a mate of mine who's from here, who now lives in Napa Valley, which I thought was like a 20 minute drive out of San Francisco. No, <laughs> it's not. Everyone on the West Coast of America is having a good laugh at me right now. But for those of you who are not there, it's a two-hour drive north. Yeah. So I had, I had like one day in San Francisco. Napa Valley is amazing, by the way, if you get the chance. So I had one day in San Francisco. I just emailed Susan on an out-of-the-blue shot. And I spent half the day in San Francisco in SF MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, which is amazing. Susan had one free hour that day and it happened to be, it happened to coincide. So I met Susan and that was my introduction opening up to psychosynthesis training because it turned out that the work that I'd been doing with therapist here, Janine Barrels, in combination with the other work that I'd been doing was just starting to crack open this idea of conditioned self enough that I was starting to see something else going on there. And I couldn't quite articulate what it was, but I remember Susan asking me all these questions, like all of these questions. I was like, it was a really nice conversation actually, but I was also saying, you know, I don't enough work as the therapist to go, there's going to be a lot of questions. And that, (laughs) that turned out to be kind of my default. I think my default entry interview into um, the psychosynthesis coaching program um, and that was like 2017, I think, or 18, one of those mm-hmm. years. Yeah. What about you? 
So I love your story of meeting Susan. I ha- I have my own story of meeting Susan Jukes Allen. Um, I am a, a massage therapist by trade and I've been practicing massage therapy for the last 10 years with my own office in uh, the central coast of California for the last five years. And I trained in a modality called myofascial release. And myofascial release has more potential than than any other massage modality that I've experienced to unleash the emotional components of, um, of physical discomfort and physical pain. Uh, the, the mind, body, and spirit emotions, they're all connected. And many times uh, emotional holding and restriction can show up as pain in the body which is when a client would come to see me as a body worker to help alleviate whatever pain or discomfort they're experiencing. When I realized that through my own training and myofascial release, that there was such a strong emotional component to this body work modality, I really felt it necessary and the responsible thing to do to seek out more training in the psychological realm so that I could effectively hold space for my, my body work clients. And I also have to say that throughout my life and because of my own childhood experiences, psychology has always been really fascinating to me, as has spirituality. So, and then my partner suggested that I talk with his mom, who was a psychosynthesis psychotherapist trained in the UK. And so I did, and I talked with her, and she connected me with Ann Gila at Sophia University in the Bay Area. And Ann connected me directly to Susan Jukes-Allen, who is the founder of Synthesis Center San Francisco. And I had a phone call with Susan that was quite similar, it sounds like, to your meeting with her, where she asked (laughs) so many good questions. The conversation flowed so beautifully. She really was able to tap into what was important for me and reflect back in a powerful way what I was feeling called to do. And everything aligned perfectly. And I had, at the time that I talked to her, it was, I think, maybe a week and a half or two weeks before the first psychosynthesis coach training program was about to start. And it was in San Francisco. I'm an hour and a half south of San Francisco. And she said, why don't you just come to the first weekend and see what you think? And if you, if you want to join us, then you can join us. And, and with psychosynthesis, the gates just kept opening easily. You know, it wasn't a fight and it wasn't an art. There was no, I didn't have to get strong willed about it. I just had to show up and be clear about my, my curiosity. And so long story long, I, I went to the first weekend. I was amazed by the work, so excited. And it really, I've fallen in love with it, you know, doing the training program over the 2017, 18 and um, the gates kept opening and Finding psychosynthesis has been a gift. I completed the the training in April 
2018 and have been practicing as a psychosynthesis coach since then. And also incorporating what I learned in psychosynthesis with the clients that I'm working on in a more Mm -hmm. physical capacity. And it's really exciting. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing to say too, isn't it? That no matter what kind of path you take with the psychosynthesis training, you can build it into what you're doing. Absolutely. The psychosynthesis world is so wide that you can bring your own, excuse me, you can bring your own existing skills and enhance what you're doing just by applying the psychosynthesis principles as well as doing the psychosynthesis work in and of itself. And that's actually one of the things that I'm really excited to talk to all these people we're going to be talking to about as to how they brought their world to psychosynthesis and how they brought psychosynthesis to their world. Yeah. It's going to be a really interesting combo. I agree. I think it's going to be really, uh, it's going to provide a lot of insight and a lot Mm. of, um, a lot of support for how valuable the psychosynthetic model is. Mm. Re- not just valuable, but, but relevant. And in so many different areas, so many different fields. I'm excited to, to talk with the people that we're planning on talking with. I can't wait to hear how they've incorporated psychosynthesis into their work and into their world. All right. Well, this is the end of our first episode. Yay. Thank thank you, Christina. And thanks everyone who's joined us for this first episode. And uh, we look forward to bringing you a whole host of people from many different worlds and many different parts of the world who are doing a lot of incredibly fascinating work in and of their own right, as well as being very fascinating psychosynthesis practitioners. Check back here or wherever you find your podcast. And we're really looking forward to talking to you again soon. We look forward to talking with you again soon. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Synthesis Center San Francisco. In collaboration with the Synthesis Center Amherst, Massachusetts, we offer professional development and personal growth through psychosynthesis. For more information about our board-certified coach training program, workshops for personal and professional growth, as well as how to work with one of our psychosynthesis-trained coaches, visit us at synthesiscentersf.com. Awaken your purpose. Create your life.